This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Book Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mug Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Previously on Homestale Radio. You know the head of the Budgerigar Society in Great Britain? <laughs> what? what? Is it John Burris? It's Jeff Cates. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's the shopper. The shopper, yeah. Oh right. God. Jeff Cates. Oh my God. Of the Budgerigar Society. Chris. Chris. <laughs> yeah. Cut yourself off. We're going to have a check. <laughs> I remember going to a Palace game and standing in the um, in the Arthur and looking across and there was a fella sitting there with his dog sitting on the terrace in Youngsdale with his dog next to him. Someone's got to remember that. No. <laughs> I remember standing outside a shop with a dog once and somebody tried to put 50p in the head. <laughs> oh, God. Brilliant. Brilliant. For all our contact information and to send us an email, visit holradio.net forward slash contact. Good evening and welcome to a very happy Homestar Radio. Um, I am Chris Ambling and uh, helping me today to go through the week's action are Nick Gillard. Hello. Hello. Joe Holyoke. Yeah. All right. And that's uh, Ben Nagel. Ben. Hi. Hello. You've been, uh, been away for a while, haven't you? I have. It's a pleasure to be back, Chris. Yeah, and it's a pleasure to have you back, Ben. You're always professional. That's what I like about you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if it's um, sarcasm, but we'll go with no, it. No, it's genuine. Right. Um, we'll be talking about the defeat against Manchester United. Yeah, Manchester United. Um, obviously, that one 0 defeat, and um, we're lovely to hear. Uh, lovely to hear from you. Oh Christ, it's not going well, is it? We'd love to hear from you today. It's at HOL Radio on Twitter. Get us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash HOL radio. Chat rooms, wholeradio.net forward slash chat. Or you can email us, it's holradio.net forward slash contact. Uh, but first up, it's a live version of News in Brief. All the latest news from around Selhurst Park. This is News in Brief. Following a quite frankly shocking challenge on him from Watford's Joel Extrange, Johnny Williams, the online Crystal Palace midfielder, left the field in tears during the closing stages of Ipswich's win over Watford. 
Crystal Palace's under-18 under side will travel to Huddersfield Town to take on the Terriers in the FA Cup Youth Cup Fairs third round. Sides last faced each other in August where they played out an entertaining 4-4 draw at Beckenham. And the Yorkshire side currently sit third in the Northern Division, the under-18's Professional Development League, after an impressive start to the season. Game is scheduled to be played before the 20th of December. News in Brave. I love that, Gerald chuckling away because he wrote Yorkshire pudding aside and expected me to say it. Well done, Gerald. Good effort. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Um, Nick, you want to actually start us off first. It's a bit, again, it's free form um, this show. We're not going to stick to the usual format. So uh, kick us off. Um, I'd just like to say welcome, Pint. He's listening for the first time. He's in the chat room tonight, wholeradio.net slash chat. It's nice to be getting some, some more listeners in. Um, that challenge on Williams, has anybody seen it? It is awful. And and the Watford fans on Vine are actually laughing about it. And I hate Watford now because of that. I never used to mind them till that. There, they, there's a lot of bitterness at Watford, isn't there, obviously, uh, particularly towards us. Um, it's not really reciprocated. We don't tend to hate them. But clearly, when you see that challenge, it was just nasty, wasn't it? Johnny's just gone right past him. And it's about as late as it can possibly be. And the worst thing about it is it's punished by a yellow so there's going to be no further action on it. It's just disgusting to see. Um, yeah. it's, uh, Chris, it's disgraceful that if, if a yellow card's given, then you can't go back afterwards and, and give retrospective action because that's happened. I mean, it's, it just doesn't make sense in my head. Um, I've looked at the challenge and it's quite clearly a red card offence. You know, studs up and it's just a, a terrible, terrible challenge. And you should be able to, in the laws of the game, go back to that. You know the what? FA and, and give him a bat. Don't think they can. Don't think they, they, they can because he's because he's taken action. Yeah, well, that's exactly the point, Joe. Yeah, bang on. He he has actually basically said, "I've seen that challenge and I deem that worthy of a yellow card." And the referee's word is final. It's disgusting. Um, but not only that, it clearly highlights a level of incompetence. So at the very least, you'd like to see that referee taken to task on, you know, ask him to sit there in front of you know in, in front of Johnny Williams and say, "This is why I deem that." That challenge on you that's crocked you yet again because someone couldn't handle the fact that you're better than them. You know, this is why I only deem that worthy of a yellow card, Johnny. Um, I'll assign you cast as well. It, oh, you know. Lee <laughs> <laughs> Bowman in the chat room said Johnny, Johnny Williams never gets injured in a Palace shirt. He's always on international duty or, or something else. Yeah, he gets, obviously gets the old, old muscle injury after trying to recover from that, but it's just. Um, it's just so distasteful. Um, we got a tweet in from Simon Goddard uh, at CovEagle71 who said, Watford have always been bitter since we beat them in the playoff final. I think the bitterness goes almost beyond that. We always go to their place and sort of take over the, the away end and we're the, you know, you can't get a word out of the, the home support. I don't think they've ever enjoyed playing us. And You know, you can't, you can't laugh about that challenge. You know, as a human being who's just been hurt for no good reason. And it's, yeah, very, very distasteful. So, um, um, talking of Watford, um, many, many years ago, I remember going to Watford away, taking, taking grab, oh and I got chatting to um, Glenn Roder outside. All oh, right, you hear him linked with the... Asking us what players he should look out for, <laughs> yeah, like I'm telling you. But the reason <laughs> I mention it is um, I've, I've seen some kind of rumours going around that he might be our director of football. That's that's been the rumor today, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's an odd, that's an odd one. Um, the only rea- few reactions I've seen from people are, uh, you know, not too keen. And but he, weirdly, he's apparently you know kept himself in the game, um, not that kind of game, if you know what I mean. But 
<laughs> watching TV. Yeah, but no, you know, he is uh, apparently he's the one who recommended Russell Slade to Cardiff as their new manager. Sure, the uh, the Cardiff faithful will be thanking him for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, you know, he's obviously got a good pedigree in the game. But I mean, as a manager, you shouldn't send. You know, he he didn't have the best of reputations. I think by the end, obviously, he had an illness as well. But um, you know, as a director of football, he's got an awful lot of experience. It depends what kind of responsibility he has, uh, but that does—that is definitely the way we, we were going. Steve Parrish was quoted again today. I think it was um, well, part of the report was on the, the official website about an uh, interview he gave to the Sun, which I'll never read because I won't read the Sun. But he, um, you know, he commented. Not Scouser. No, but I just I won't read that paper. It's just the morals. Just yeah, exactly. Oh, morals. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, he mentioned in that in that interview that. Um, he was talking about Tony Pulis leaving, and uh, mentioned that maybe Tony Whoa. wasn't too keen on <laughs> wasn't too keen on working under the director of football structure. So, you know, and we're we're def- that's how how Parish believes that we should be set up. So it's definitely going to happen. Uh, being, I can't imagine Neil Warnock working almost under Glenn Roder in that sense. Or maybe I don't know what the link that's between the two would be. Um, so who knows what's going to happen? Random name plucked for the press. Um, <laughs> he did was uh, get West Ham relegated, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, I mean, he had a, a spell at Newcastle as well. In in his early days as a manager, I can I can vaguely remember him coming through. He was one of those uh, young managers that was kind of predicted to, to go on to big things, but it never really happened for him for variety of reasons. Didn't he have a heart attack? Or I think it was a brain aneurysm or something like that, or a brain yeah. tumor. Something to do with stress. Yeah, yeah and, that, and that forced him to quit, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, well, Palace is pretty stressful, so <laughs> certainly is. It's not doing any of us any good at the moment, I don't think. Um, I'm going to ask the the big question about the game. Obviously, uh, there's an awful lot to talk about. Uh, although you know, some of our people, some someone got into contact on Twitter today to suggest there was nothing to talk about. But um, I'm sure the next hour and a bit will prove that incorrectly. Um, but the big question is: Did we play well or not? No. You don't think we did? Anyone? Well, you, yes or no. It was a game of two halves, and not the two halves as in first and second half. The defensive half of the pitch did bloody well. The attacking half of the half of the pitch was pony. Do you, Again, think, do you think that's a Do you think there's a consequence of um, the Because dif- let's face it, there's no doubt in my mind. You cannot. Well, I'll be happy to argue the the point if you don't agree. But I thought we were much, much better organised defensively. We looked incredibly solid. We had the back four from last season, and I don't think that's any coincidence that we actually looked. You know, a compact and solid unit. The Man United really struggled to break down for a lot of the game, um, forced to, to enforce into long shots, and it's just a shame one of those uh, took a nick off Delaney's head and went in. But we'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, I mean, someone pointed out on Twitter today there's a parallel when they said, um, "You look at Swansea against Arsenal today. Swansea attacked them, um, saw that there was a, a weakness at the back, and actually went for them and ended up winning the game." And I think the Twitter complaints and the social media and the message boards complaints about our performance against Man United was simply that we didn't have the ambition to attack. Um, Mike, well, I've got a view on that, but um, but well, what do, what do you guys think? I'll start with you, Nick. We looked, um, we looked clearly as going forward. I thought that um, Punction had his worst game for us. I thought that Belassi had his worst game for us, and um, Kev of CPFC. Um, Kev P of CPFC in the chat room, wholeradio.net slash chat, has actually come out and said, if Campbell starts against Liverpool, he's going to support Brighton. That's extreme reaction there. <laughs> Joe, I'll bring you in. 
You can't, I, I, honestly, from what I've seen of, of the whole of the Premier League this year, even Chelsea are, are, are vulnerable at the back. Every team seems vulnerable. The City, Chelsea, Arsenal, everybody. And I, and I think that this is the way that, back in the old days, Arsenal built their team on a, the foundation of the defence and, and then carried on. I went a little bit American then, didn't I? Um, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then carried on building it. Then they built a defence, built a midfield, and then they got the forwards. I mean, if if we just, I've said that we got almost like a Keegan esque side. We we just need to st- the stupid, you know, saying really, but score more goals in him. But we, I do believe we could win loads of games three two because mm. we have the attacking prowess. But it just seems to be like restrained. It's really strange. You can't you can't go to places at Old Trafford and and just play for a one nil defeat. It's bullshit. I can't. Well, it's frustrating. Yeah, it is frustrating. Okay, uh, coming coming on that, I I don't think that um, we played for a draw without doubt, um, and we were kind of hoping we might nick something. And let's not forget, we bloody should have done it in that first half. We should have should have gone in one nil up. We but but the idea that play just the idea that we can just chuck a couple more attackers on, and suddenly the game's different, and we're definitely you know it's definitely going to be a better result. There's, there's the there's the other possibility, the other possibility that not keeping it tight and not you know not hoping for you know one creating one or two decent chances and putting one away and that being it, and that being the limit of your ambition. There's the other if you tr- if you go over ambitious, if you try and ask the players that you've got to do too much, you could end up getting an absolute thumping. And you can argue that the end result isn't any different if you get you still get naught points. But I think the the point it turns is when you go one nil down. I think that's the point where you know, you've got to be able to change, and we had too much changing to do. And that's the only place I'll criticise. But um, I know Nick and Ben want to speak, but Ben first. Yeah, you mentioned about um, how most of the social media sort of abuse was coming in the form of uh, you know how we weren't attacking as much as we should have done, and I think that potentially stems from from the late substitutions. That's something that so many people were talking about yesterday. You look at it; Mata scored the goal in, in the 67th minute. And we didn't make our substitutions to the 81st. So that's quite a gap between the two. And when you are in that position, fans, whether you're at the game, whether you're watching it at home, you want to get back into the game and you know that you need to go on the front foot and attack from that. And uh, on the commentary I was listening to, they were saying, you know, the, the top manager, you look at the likes of Jose Mourinho, people like that. If they concede, then, you know, in, in the next two minutes, there's a change. You know, a, a, maybe not necessarily a defender for a striker, but a defensive player for an attacking player, that, that change is made instantly. And from there, you know, you're looking to get back on the front foot. And I feel like Warnock yesterday sort of just waited back, sort of waited to see what was going to happen and left it too late, personally. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not a Warnock apologist and I don't, you know, I don't love him, I don't hate him, but um, I do think he left it, it too late yesterday to make those changes. That, that is absolutely true with the benefit of hindsight. With the benefit of hindsight, I would say he left it way too late, but it, could, it just could all be very, very different. Say his immediate reaction to going one nil down is to bring on a, 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 an attacking substitution or more than one attacking substitution, and then we just straight away go two nil down. What would the same people on Twitter be saying? No, I completely agree. Do you know what I mean? We we were solid. We were, why did he do that? We would make it. We'd made a couple of chances. He shouldn't have chased the game that early. All of those things. It becomes revisionist every time people criticise. And I do think I do think with hindsight, he is worthy of criticism for not getting people on the pitch earlier. But I think the changes he made. He made just made. He, I don't know. I thought I think it was I thought it was crying out for Bannon to come on for punching because punching couldn't keep hold of the ball. 
You know, the one thing you can never keep hold of the ball. Yeah, okay, that's that's your view. I have a slightly different view in that usually he's not too bad at that. In fact, he holds on for it too long and loses it in the end. But the ball wasn't actually sticking to his feet at all for quite a long period of time, and we were struggling. Uh, And when you can't actually hold the ball in an attacking position, it's it's just nigh on impossible. Um, I. I kind of I'm in this position where I feel I need to sort of put the other side of the argument. I was genuinely quite annoyed at, at having to watch um, an in, inaction, if you know what I mean. And rather, you know, once you're one nil down, you've got to do something. And we didn't even shift the players around on the pitch. You know, it's not necessarily a substitution, but shift the players around on the pitch, and we're just too the, the wide players were too wide and not involved. I oh, think Cam, Cam did all right. Go on. We've got no plan B. Just just going back to the sub, sorry, before it scrolls off the screen in the chat room. Um, Pint in there says Warnock hasn't a clue how to use them. Is he controlled by the crowd? The crowd sing Warnock make a change, followed by Barry and Dwight songs. And then he did exactly that. Uh, Lee Bowman says making subs with 10 minutes left is no good. And why bring on Doyle with two minutes to go? And oh, that's, a, that's an injury. That was an injury. But uh, Campbell, Campbell, Campbell hamstring. What? Why bring on Doyle? Yeah, well, who else do you bring on? And um, not Paddy McCarthy, that's for sure. I've just had an email from uh, a certain Grant Gillard. He said, "Chris, take those splinters out your bum. You're always too positive. Can you be negative about Palace just for once, please?" Like I say, I've got to present the other side of it. Otherwise, we're just a bunch of people who are slagging off. And some people do want to listen to that, but there are plenty of people who do have an alternative opinion. And I actually do have. You know, I'm not. It's not that I don't believe in what I'm saying. But what I'm trying to get across the point that there's way too much, in my view, of this, oh, well, we've, if we'd done this, it would have been better. It's, that is just bollocks. It's not true. It's easy, yes, I agree. No, but not even that. It's, it's, if you, you, to say that, okay, something bad happened, therefore we should have done this and the result would have been better, the result could also equally have been a lot worse. That is my point of view. People won't like me saying that, and people won't like me saying that maybe approaching that game with the caution that we did was actually the right thing to do. I think we played better against Man United than in, you know, than in the game when Pulis was in charge. I thought we were much better. But people won't agree with me because at the moment, people are anti-manager and people don't think we're playing very well. The last two games, we've actually done all right, in my view. We've just, we've just messed up at the wrong moments. And you know people are down and people are angry and people are looking to blame because the expectation's gone up. The expectation wasn't there last season, so people weren't quite so blame-happy. I don't know. I don't know what I, I don't. I'm not happy with how it's going, and I don't think. And what what annoys me at the moment from talking about Neil Warnock is that he came in and, in my view, stabilised us brilliantly. In it's really what we needed. And I was talking about this uh, earlier on, but say actually say it on air this time. We were we were in real trouble when before Warnock came in because you look at that performance against West Ham. That was a real shocker. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't anywhere near the kind of standards we reached after he came in and stabilised us. But he hasn't moved us on since then, um, and he had, I don't know if he can. I don't know if he's got that ability to move us on. Uh, Joe, you've been screaming for a while. Well, tactical nails, you mean? Well, I don't. I don't think he has. Possibly not. Not. It's not. Maybe his tactics aren't don't, aren't suited to the players that we have got. Certainly, you know, he's got a way of playing and a way of operating. But then. You know, for me, I, I always say this, but I think confidence is the biggest thing, and the confidence looks shot at the moment. Um, yeah. You know, and you can see it in spells, in spells against Man United when we actually got the ball towards the end of the first half. In fact, we got the ball down and we played a few passes around, and you could see they almost thought, "Oh, hold on a second, we're actually not that. You know, we're not that bad. We're not. We're sitting back, but when we've got the ball, we can actually attack." Um, 
and I don't know how much of that the mo- manager's got to motivate them and keep them, you know, keep keep them, you know, pushing as hard as they can. And I, you know, it comes back to it. If you, you're looking, if you're looking at blaming the manager, what I think is fair to blame him for is that the players currently are underperforming, and that is the only person who's responsible for that is the manager. It's up to him to motivate those players, and if they're not playing well, he's got to change them. You know, we've got options. We were talking all season. We've been talking about the options that we've had. You know, and I saw people say, looking at our bench and saying it wasn't good enough. Um, well, let's give some of these players a chance. Um, I think Joe and Nick have said they want to speak. Or Nick. Um, Kai Kai what, was included on the bench yesterday. I mean, you've got Man United picking 17-year-old wonder kids. Well, we've got our own wonder kids. Why don't, why don't we give them a chance? And also, it was just complete different point but wasn't it typical that it was after our best kind of spell of three or four minutes that they went up the other end and scored yeah it is um, and they look shaken but this is again this is the difference they you talk about our subs we could bring on Dwight Gale we could bring on Barry Bannon they can bring on Juan Mata and, and that's what we're playing against I, I find it very frustrating uh, you know to, to, look, to look at it and I'm both I'm both angry, but I also think I, I think we've got to understand where we are, um, whether whether there's anyone to blame for that, or whether it's just a case that we're in a really difficult division. And again, we talked to last week, we overachieved last season, um, and are we paying the penalty for that? It's really difficult. We've got um, very high expectations, Chris. I think this season, and um, quite a few people I've spoken to via Twitter and, and online have said they were expecting a two or three nil defeat yesterday, and actually coming away from a one nil defeat. They feel more disappointed because we um, we we looked a bit toothless going forward. I, but the other thing I think as well is is that we're actually getting disappointed in these games. Chelsea is another good example of that. There's a lot of disappointed people after the Chelsea game, in spite of how they've been playing this season, because we actually could have got something, and we actually could have got something against Man United yesterday as well. If, um, we, we couldn't have got anything out of the Chelsea game. We we played a, we played four five zero. If you can't play anyone up front, you can't score. No, we but we absolutely the, the, we're talking. I don't want to go back over the Chelsea game, but there, you know we're talking about key incidents in that game where we we actually could have done. We actually could. We actually played well enough in the first half. Had you know, had we not made the colossal errors that we made, uh, had Delaney not got himself sent off. There's there's all those sort of if buts and all that sort of stuff. And, we, and every single every single game has got that at the moment. Um, but, but every but every game we keep, we we've been playing against. Hundred thousand pound a week defenders, hundred thousand pound a week forwards. You say, I mean, you're saying about about Matter. Matter's just he's subs bench material at Man United. Yeah, that's why Chelsea got rid of him. He's not. Is, but I know what he's done yesterday, and he scored the winner. But only from a deflection. Is is he subs bench material for Palace? Of course he wouldn't be. Of no. course he wouldn't be. But we couldn't afford to pay him hundred grand a week. <clears throat> but that's that, that kind of player, that average kind of player, because that's all he is. That's all he is, and that's why Chelsea got rid of him. If he was completely top class or at the top of his game, they wouldn't have got rid of him. They've, they've binned him, and he was on whatever amount of 200 grand a week or whatever. Man United have got hold of him and, and binned him. It, it's all about, again, you, you hit the nail in the air. It's all about confidence right throughout the club. And you look at Welbeck, couldn't he? A cow's ass of a banjo at, at Man United. Goes yeah. to Arsenal, can't stop scoring. It's just. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing the, the difference that it makes. Um, we've got to get it from somewhere as well, and that's that's the problem. You start looking at the fixture list, and you start thinking, where the hell are we going to get this this moment of inspiration from? And it, I said it last time we were talking. I I think we're going to have to limp to January and and see where we are, and then try and do something there. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about very quickly about the Campbell miss. And again, we're talking about 
games changing on a moment. Um, just before that, there was a, a really good cross in from from Balassi. I think it possibly is the only cross of the game. Uh, certainly, the only dangerous one of the game. It went to the towards the back post, and Campbell was running in, and Shaw's actually got hold of him and pulled him to the ground only slightly. And you you never really you know you rarely see those given, but once again, there's a there's a little penalty shout in there. The I, other I, way it would have been given. Oh yeah, absolutely, Joe. Totally agree. I I don't think it was a penalty to be honest. Um, no. I, I don't think it would have been given at the other end either. There's you, you see that so much, and it's got to the point now where it's got to be you know, quite hefty contact for that to be given. And I watched it about about twenty minutes ago, and, um, and that's not strictly true because we're twenty two minutes into the show. I was here twenty minutes ago, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I didn't think that was a penalty. Although the ball was good, I admit, and although I do think Balassi was terrible, but I'm sure we'll coming to that. Um, but yeah, that was that was unlucky. So I think Campbell he gets in the right positions. I think he has got a goal or two in him. Yes, admittedly that miss wasn't very good, and you know it's a few times we squandered pretty good opportunities, and that uh, you know absolutely would have changed the game. But I think he's received a lot of unnecessary criticism, not just for that, but for for performances of late. Because I think last three or four games he's improved so much from when he first joined Palace. I think he works so much harder. I think he's enjoying his football a bit more, and I think his confidence is growing slowly week on week. And I think he'll get to the point where where he'll he'll score a few goals for us. We'll have a little chat in a moment about a rumour that's going around. I'm not going to say it before we do, because otherwise Joe's head will explode. But um, what we'll, um, yeah, again, let's talk. Let's talk specifically about that Campbell miss um, and how we did overall in the game, because he was the one that people wanted Gale to come off the bench for. Um, the miss, first of all, I mean, God, Gale, come on. <laughs> do you not think that that Gale would have just put his foot straight through that? Yeah, he would have put his foot straight through that, left or right footed, centre of the goal, bang. That had been in the back. Of, I guarantee, guarantee that had been. I mean, that ball as well to split, to split the centre backs was just a, was the best thing he did all day. But I, I just, I'm just can't. He's, I mean, is it a case he had time? When he doesn't have time, he tackles himself. So I, I can't. I can't mm. I'm losing. <laughs> Listen, I, I was the one that shouted people down and said, "Give him a chance." And yeah. but I can't. You can't keep missing. Can't keep missing. I'm afraid. Yeah, it was. It was Delaney. Right? That ball bends quite right. But yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I, what I what I looked at it a few times earlier on, and I, I was just trying to sort of try and work out what was going through his head because it was a really odd way to try and finish it and I sort of tried to look for reasons and they showed a wonderful shot of the bench on the the highlights of the match today and you had Warnock standing there and he went to head it you know he did the sort of fake header thing that they do on the sideline sometimes and I just thought for a second I was like whoa hang on could he have headed it watched it back again and that's all it that's kind of what it what happened he had De Gea came out and just stood in front of him arms arms up sort of thing so you've got the keeper standing there. All he needs to do is wait for it to drop. But you can mm. see it's like it's in that in-between point where it's like it's just dropped too low to head it. So he's can either fling himself forward and sort of dive head it past the keeper, or he's got to volley it, or he's you know, and he, he just wanted to take the chance too quickly. He snatched I, it. I did think as well, I, I thought exactly the same thing. The ball just doesn't bounce at the right time. If you think if it bounces a little bit later or a little bit earlier, he can sort of hit it on the half volley. But it's sort of a, a waist height and he's got to sort of lift his leg up to, to get there. It's too low for a header, but too high for, for a volley. And it, it, it was a difficult chance in the end. I know. You know, you look at anything. Oh my God! How yeah. has he not scored it? But yeah, I think the, the hype wasn't quite wasn't quite there. I honestly think, and I don't like to, you know, I don't tend to criticise people, but I think he made it the difficult chance with 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 wanting to hit it too early. He had yeah, more yeah, time. Yeah. He really had more time, and 
unfortunately, we we being the club that we are, we can't keep wasting those sorts of opportunities. And Campbell's got a few goals this season. He really has. Sorry, Nick, you said something? You can't, you can't miss chances like that in the Prem. He's, he's getting uh, slated a bit in the chat room. Coated. To, to coin it, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, whole slash chat. Um, Lee Bowman says the fi- he thinks the chance looks easier than it was. Um, and then he, then he gets, says, uh, some weeks they go in, other weeks they don't. It should have taken it, but it was hardly a Ronnie Rosenthal. There you go, there's one from the past. <laughs> yeah, I even I, I remember Ronnie. Uh, they're also talking about the only other shot that I remember on target was um, Delaney's shot. And somebody in the chat room, naked golf guy, ninety nine, um, said that he kicks his wife in bed harder than that. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, you, it's Damien Delaney. You know, if he's if he's the bloke running on to try and side foot the ball home with his left foot, then something's obviously not quite right. Um, it's great that he did that. It's great that he got up there and got in that position. Um, you know, not, let's not forget he started everything off against Liverpool by taking a chance and having a go, but. I think a few more people taking a chance and having a go wouldn't go amiss, would it? You know, then you wouldn't have to try and rely on Delaney swinging that left boot and smashing a ball in that. So, um, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult. We didn't have very many, very many opportunities, and I don't think when we made the substitutions, we did much better either. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So Nick, you've got a question. Hey, go on. Um yeah, so Booted Eagle just said it was desperation if we're relying on Damo to stick one in. Um question, and I, I put this question out on Twitter yesterday. Um what should I have for putting no, no, that was another, another tweet. Um did we miss Jedi? That is a very interesting question. <laughs> um Well, go on, so let's have someone else answer it. Not just me all the time. Ben Madrid. Uh, not particularly, no. I think he needs a rest and I think James MacArthur is more than capable of, of coming in and filling that position. I like Ledley and I like MacArthur. Um, sometimes more than the like Jednet, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Go on, Ben! Go on, Ben! No, no, I, no, in fairness, I like Jednet. I'd prefer potentially all three of them to be in the same team, not that we've particularly got a system that will do that, but I think for yesterday's game, we, we didn't particularly miss him, if I'm honest. I, I mean, he played against Sunderland and we lost quite he- well, heavily in the end and we played against United and didn't lose particularly heavily um, I'm not saying that says, says anything particularly about Jednak but no yesterday I don't think we missed him Did we play any different Joe do you think I mean d- does it force us to play differently not having Jednak in there I guess it has to doesn't it uh, I, I, it's, it's very hard because I've, I, my, my opinion is just changing on certain people and players as, as the year goes on but mm. I, I, I just think it was that game was screaming out for Bannon with with, with a bit of creativeness. Yeah. Uh, but I, 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 I would, I would have you know McCarthy over over him over Jednak at the moment. Uh, McCarthy, <laughs> yeah, I would have him over. I, I really would. I just think he's a. Uh, oh, I think he's a better player. Okay, uh, Nick, you want to make a point? Sorry, you'd have. Uh, MacArthur over Jedi despite the fact he's the fifth best player in Europe I just wanted to go back to what Ben was saying you turned it to Harry Hill for at a bit what, at what? at what? at tackling? they can all tackle they're professional footballers Wait, how can you be the best fifth best player in Europe? who's, who's stated that up for what? I think it, it was it's defensive midfield statistics basically I, again you can't read so much into stats you'd be playing for Dortmund or, or, or you know a much better team than us 
Someone's seen something. Dortmund, kind of Dortmund are bottom of the Bundesliga. Oh, no. Well, that, was, that was about... I oh, know. I just remember seeing that. But, you know, I just... It, it frustrates me that we got... I don't think he's as good as what people say. He's great in the air, but they've sussed it in there. Don't put it in the air. For me, there's, 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 there's two things. I look at the goal we conceded, um, and I, I think if given the choice, I would rather Mila Jednak was on the pitch because I think that he would have been there. I think he'd have got. I think he'd have been there straight out, straight charging that thing down. Um, as it was, one of the other people who charges things down, Delaney did, and and, and he just glanced off his head, which slightly deceived Jules. But you know, I, I, the other part of me says that you look at the things that MacArthur did in that game. He's cleared one off the line. Um, you know, he's been up and down that pitch continuously. He, he's certainly more mobile than Jednak. Certainly a better passer than Jednak. But having said that, were we any? You know, were we any better in terms of our passing? Did we, did we hope we had less of the ball? So all the things that people say about Jednak um, gives the ball away too much, and that's why we have low low possession stats. It's not him. You know, it's it's the system. It's the way how we play on the counter. You know, so we had better passes in there in Ledley and Ledley and McCarthy, and it didn't it didn't make that big a difference. But again, in terms of the tackling, neither did that make that big a difference. So it, it's a hard one to call. But I think we missed his leadership, in, in my opinion, Nick. I'd say that it was he wasn't missed because Man United weren't that strong. I think had they been a lot stronger, we would have we would have missed him a bit more. Do you know what I mean? It was only the fact that Man United appeared so so weak and not as good as and, and low on confidence, as low on confidence as us. Yeah, I mean they were getting booed, weren't they, towards the end? Man United. Oh, that bit of plastics. Don't worry about that. Well, no, they were because they they wanted to see attacking football. Or attackive, as Ben or Alex would call it, um, but they weren't getting it because they were happy they to <laughs> kick the ball back to the keeper. And, playing, and if, 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 they're, if they're playing, if they're paying Di Maria two hundred grand a week, you you should be expecting a bit more, really. And Rooney three hundred grand a week. Yeah, exactly. They, they're big name players, big reputation, big money, um, and did they? They didn't look, you know, sort of ten times the players of some of ours, did they? But then the day that you know you've got you've got to say. You know, we did play a better team than us, and we lost. We lost the game one 0 And I think Lee Bowman said it in the chat earlier. I did see you put it up uh, on our, our chat there, Nick, and I, I sort of missed it. But he said, "Is that a measure of how far we've come in that we're actually disappointed with a one 0 defeat away at Old Trafford?" Uh, I think there's a part of that. Again, we talk about the expectation and the ambition. There's a part of that that we have as as a club moved on a bit, and we start. But I think it's because Man United were weak. Um, I don't like I said earlier. I don't think we approached it any differently than we did under Tony Pulis, and were slightly more effective. But they were at times they did seem there for the taking, and they did have a should we call it a soft centre? I think that's probably a fair way of putting it. Um, yeah. So, all right, another question um, to anyone who's currently complaining. I think that's probably all of us. Bef- what did what did you think before the game? Anyone going to take that? What what we what would what we've what would I have taken before the game? Yeah, what, what did you expect to see? Valium. Was it work better or worse than you expected, or the same? Uh, it's just it's just much of a muchness against the against the team with a a bigger reputation. As soon as they get the ball, we sit back, try and hit them on the counter, and if the counter doesn't work, then we look terrible, and that, and that and that's exactly what happens. It, we, I mean, over the chance over the course of ninety minutes, we're going to get one or two chances, but that's all we got. That's all we deserve. 
So, you know, if Balassi's having a bad game, people have sussed Yannick now. They put yeah. two or three people on him. Someone will go for him, take the card. They've got another two people that can go for him, kick him out of the game. He gets the um, get Then we stop passing the ball, stop passing the ball to him, and it goes nowhere. I had a really good observation about uh, the way teams are handling Yannick the other, um, you know, on, on, on Saturday. And it was that defenders are no longer tight on him at all. They've learned. They don't. There's no point in them getting tight because he'll just turn them and run, and there's no cat. There's no catching him when he's you know mo- properly motoring. Um, but let's talk a bit about. But then you got into a bit of a Twitter spat. I saw about your comments about Yannick. Um, well, I've talked. I think I think he needs a rest, um, and that was pretty much your point as well. Uh, what was the stat that you picked out on that? Yeah, if you give me two seconds, I'll find it. Um, oh. But yeah, essentially, the, the, there you go, I've got it. So, Yannick Blassie, yesterday, basically, essentially, I got the stat, through work, I get sent all of the data for the Premier League for, for how far players have run. And I so look the, through... Huh? At the Daily Mail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sports, okay, sports Mail, yeah. So, um, yeah, I... Oh, you put me off my stride now. So, yeah, I get... So, every player in the Premier League, I know, I Jeez. see how far they've run. So, I looked at all the players that had run, played 80-plus 80 pr- 80 minutes and uh, saw how far they run. And Yannick Balassi had run the least of all the outfield players, including centre-backs, you know, including every single player. Yannick Balassi had run the least, um, 8.4 kilometres, which I think is terrible. Like, Speroni ran 5.1, and he's a keeper. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, yesterday, yeah, so Balassi didn't run very much, but I, th- I don't think that's necessarily his fault. I just think he's absolutely shattered. And next week, he's going to go and travel halfway around the world on international duty, and I think it's... It's, it's about time that he got a couple of games rest. I mean, there's players that can come on. You know, it's not like we've got we're limited to two players that can play on the wings. Bannon will happily go and play there for a couple of weeks if necessary, and I think that'd uh, do the team the world of good. Let alone Balassi for for him to have a couple of weeks rest. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, the, obviously, the difficulty was not being able to play Wilf. It was who who do you, who do you rest? And I honestly, I thought about it. I thought. I'm actually just being, you know, I'm actually making too big a defence there because Barry Bannon's been itching to get in and he can play wide and he's effective there as well. And not only that, you we were actually trying to be, you know, a more compact and solid unit. Um, that he would, he, you know, his natural ability to go in the to play in the centre would actually have helped us yesterday. So it's something I think we should have looked at. Um, and Yannick seems almost untouchable under Warnock, and I don't. And it's not a criticism of Yannick. I think he he gives absolutely all he's got in the, every every game, and that, I'm really surprised at that statistic. Um, and I can only assume he is down to tiredness because, or he was told because to, you know, he has been bombing about and knackering himself out in all games. Maybe he's been told, you know, by the coaching staff, look, conserve your energy a bit more. There's no point, you know, knackering yourself out so you can't walk in the last ten minutes when we've made our three subs, but. That's another question altogether, isn't it? But um, I don't know. Go on. Point from the chat room from DJ Shaws. He says, in red, so he must think it's important, you have to realise that Balassi runs in bursts and that takes a lot more energy. Not sure I agree with that, DJ. Um, Robert C. 26, isn't he? How old's Yannick? Yeah, he must be about that. 26, I think. 25, 26. He's at the peak of his career. He's an athlete. So get on with it. Run. Run and run. Yeah, but yeah, but but if 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 you know, let's call it the travel he's had with his club and all that, uh, sorry, of his country and all that sort of stuff. Let's say he is, you know, a little bit fatigued and can do with a bit of a break. Give him a break. 
you know, get actually give him that time off and rest him. I thought that's um, why we had twenty five players in our squad. Yeah, ex- ex- that's exactly it. And we've had go, we've had games again going back to, to the decisions made by Neil Warnock, where you know I feel that there is a degree of criticism due. Um, it, we've had games where we've tried to re- we've gone to replace a wide player, but we've done it by shifting Yannick Balassi central. Um, uh, you know, I don't I don't really think that. I don't really think keeping Yannick on the pitch at all costs just because he's quick and strong is always the way to go. You know, we can, it, like people were saying, it's not a plan B. We try and fit the same system, and you end up if you end up putting players in the wrong positions to try and fit the system, then you know you're going to struggle. I, it's not happening too much. I don't want to go on about it, but there's there's just a few little warning signs there. I think. Um, I want to take a bit of a break from talking about the game. We'll come back to it. And I'll, we'll come back to it with some forward reviews that have been coming in. But there's been a, um, a rumour that's sort of hit in the last, what must be the last hour or so. And we've asked for some comments on it. Um, brace yourself, Joe. The rumour is that uh, Dwight Gale is to join Wolves on loan. If that, that. If that happens, if that happens, I'm going to stand up. And I'm going to yell abuse across the pitch. I don't give. I don't care. <laughs> I'm telling you now. It, it, look, I, I, I don't know what he has to do. I don't know what he has to do to get a game. Seriously, mm. I, I just can't, for the life of me, fathom it out. Um, Tony Pulis was doing some um, half top with the sort of summarising for one of the one of the channels that were on those streams and what have you. Satanta, thank you. Um, and he was. Uh, he said at half time. Now, bear in mind, I'm going to say this up front. Actually, the irony of having Tony Pulis say that he was going to use Dwight Gale at all was pretty funny to me, and the irony of him saying that he'd make a half time substitution was damn, damn right hilarious. But you know, he never did either of those things really. He underused Gale, and he very rarely changed anything. Um, you know, at half time. But fair enough. That's what he said. He said. Um, he said. You know, to Palace to uh, to get more of a foothold in this game. Campbell off Dwight Gale on at half time. Uh, so it was interesting that Dwight Gale was immediately mentioned. He was mentioned by all the, the commentators that um, I was made aware of. Uh, they're all talking about Dwight. I think Brian Little was another one. Someone said had said, "Oh, Dwight Gale's got to come on the pitch and all this sort of stuff." Oh, I don't like my phrasing there, but moving on. Um, so to we'll talk fair, about. To be fair, on Satanta, at some point in the first half, the commentator—I don't know who the match commentator was did say, in football, you generally find that the team that scores more goals than the other wins the game. <laughs> the commentator actually said that. I couldn't believe it. It is technically a, a correct. Anyway, um, <laughs> got some comments in the chat room there, Nick, and then I'll get some uh, some comments from the, the guys on Twitter. Yeah. What's Kazowski say, Nick? He says that Murray and Gale out, Adrian Dwellin. <laughs> Very hard to argue with that, isn't it? I mean, obviously, yeah, um, AJ, AJ's not featuring, and, and you know, and, yeah. oh, anyway. Not, song, not sending them on loan. Gale should be in the squad. Um, Lee Bowman at the back of last season, he scored four in two games, two against Liverpool, two at Fulham, including that great free kick. Why, why, why do no Palace managers fancy him? Um, Agree, Kasowski, Murray and Gale are out on loan, but Doyle's on the bench with Fraser Campbell and Shamak. Four goals between them, if he's correct. And Pint is upset, he's annoyed that Gale and Bannon are on the bench all the time. And I'm surprised if both of them walk out in January or the summer. Or he would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either, actually, Pint. 
The um, reaction on Twitter is pretty much the same. Um, Paul at the World Series said it's ludicrous. Uh, Brian Garcia says he wants to see Gale get consistent game time, uh, which is obviously very important. Uh, but he thinks that the bench is already too thin in, you know, in, in attacking options. Uh, Danny Boy 1807 has said that it's a disgrace, completely out of disgrace, if true. Let's, let's make sure we do point out it's, it's not, as far as I know, it's not a confirmed thing. It's just a rumour at this stage. Uh, at CPFC. Anyway, Wolves, didn't they? Not strikers. <laughs> Mm, oh, there you go. Uh, Dave um, at CPFC, Dave says, absolute disgrace. What's he got to do to get a start? Punch and Belassi Campbell, none are better than Dwight. Uh, man off to your own heart there, Joe. Um, <laughs> Gary Martin says, uh, that to me would prove that Warnock has lost it and hasn't got a clue. Um, Bob the Eagle, insane on the face of it. I need to see if it's true and that there are plans for a superior replacement. Need more information. Uh, Gareth Davis says, if true, and it's a worry and makes me fear for the club as it's a massive. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Backward step. What happened to having a strong squad? Um, Scott EW says, can Colin go out on loan? Uh, Dr. Kunes <laughs> says, um, "I think Palace are forgetting that he hardly started last season, became on the score, and became joint top scorer." Um, Crystal Palace Jiff said, it "Would be a big mistake if people forgot about the end of last season." Dwight Gale is a goal machine, deserves a chance. And Gary T, one, two, three. If this was to happen, then we may as well give up and accept relegation. Would be a bizarre decision. Um, yeah, yeah. If we're not going to use him, and, and if I, you know that is increasingly bizarre in some some ways I, I don't know I, we've, we've talked about this all season haven't we really whether or not I, I actually really like Fraser Campbell and the work that he does in the team I think what we're being what the lone striker is being asked to do I is it for the comedy value when he trips himself up when he runs no it's not that no <laughs> it is because I think the, what, the role that the lone striker is being asked to do I think he does that better than Dwight Gale could in my opinion but putting the ball in the net scoring you know Hitting, you know, hitting the ball either foot, you know, and basically being in a dangerous position. I think Dwight Gale's got is better than him at that. So, uh, yeah, unless, we, in my view, unless we change our system, I can't see us using Dwight Gale as much as we perhaps should. Uh, and that's where I think we are. So we've got to, we've got to have a look at it. How do you change it? How do you get more? Because he needs more support if you're going to play him. You can't really play him as a lone striker and have him do the same things that, that, that Campbell was having to do, which is essentially run himself into the ground, tackle and make his own chances. One point yesterday, Campbell uh, ran across the pitch, jumped, you know, jumped as high as he possibly could, flicked the ball on, and then ran onto his own flick on. It's like, that, you know, you've, I don't know. I don't know if Dwight Gale's that kind of a player. Nick, was he playing FIFA with himself? <laughs> <Because>. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just choking at that... Um... That comment from Joe. The other thing that I've heard, um, I've read in one of the papers, I think it might have been from Ben's lot, 
so maybe Ben can verify this, is that Delaney uh, is, isn't signing a new contract because he wants to go to an MLS side and, and Wardy's on his way to Liverpool um, and he's one of the lowest paid players in the team. Ben, any news on that? No. I can't, honestly, <laughs> I, uh, I couldn't tell you. That's uh, it's Sammy Mockbell who's reporting it. Um, but yeah, whether it is uh, true or not, I, I genuinely wouldn't be able to say. Is it wrong that I didn't listen to what it was because I was too busy looking at tweets? Uh, no, it's basically that uh, Damien Delaney and Joel Ward have stolen on new contracts. Oh no, yeah, I did. Yeah, sorry, I did see that report. Yeah, um, we know that. Well, Neil Warnock was quoted about Delaney not that long ago, saying he'd been given the contract it was on the table and he hadn't signed it, and you'd have to ask him why he hasn't signed it, which didn't sound too great. But um, I don't know. I don't. You know, D- Damien Delaney has, has been brilliant for us, so deserves. You know, deserves sort of. You know, deserves this respect of a new contract, but at the same time, he's also was he thirty three, coming on thirty four, I think. I'm not saying that's old because no, I'm thirty four, but um, it, it it's old in football terms, and it's a pre- you know we're talking about the Premier League, so I don't know. It's a difficult one, really. Um, so um, you're talking about Matty Fryers, um, Matty, Matty Fryers, not Bray Fryers. Um, oh, what's his name? Zeke Fryers. Sorry. Um, about why he's not playing him. Uh, there's a quote from London 24 earlier this week. I don't do accents. Only <laughs> um, he's been working ever so hard on training. No, he's not from Yorkshire. On the training ground. I can't fault his commitment. He's just not been able to get anywhere near the team at the moment. We haven't written him off, but the lads in, that are in the team at the moment have kept the shirt. Now, how have those players kept the shirt if they can't put the ball in the onion bag? Well, Fry's is obviously talking. We're talking about left back, so it's do, do we drop drop there? Uh, drop Joel Ward. And interestingly, I thought Ward was back to somewhere near his best yesterday. I thought we had a really good game. Kept Janazai very very quiet, and you know that can be a hard thing to do at times. Um, so Fry's route into the team is blocked by Joel Ward. Um, it, again, we did that thing as I mentioned earlier, where we had the. the the, the back four from last season, Mariepa at right back. That was an opportunity, tro- dropping Kelly out of the team, that was an opportunity to get Joel Wall back at right back, wasn't it? Yeah. So And we didn't, and we didn't, and then that would have been, that would have opened up the left back position for Friars. So clearly, Friars is not as good a left back as Joel Ward is a left back or a right back, if you get my on saying. <laughs> or that Mariepa is a right back. Does that make sense? Are we? Let's yeah, we... say he's going to get an opportunity if he continues to work. Mm. Let's hope so. Joe, sorry. No, we'll, he'll get the opportunity if we sell Ward. Well, yeah, there is that as well. Um, getting really confused by what Ben's writing. Let's not go down that route, wherever it is. Uh, okay, so um, going back to the, the game, I just want to take. We, we've given a bit of our reaction, um, and here is some reaction from some other people about their views. Uh, Four word reviews, so everyone's asked to be nice and pithy about it. Uh, Crystal Palace News have gone for defensive, fearful, slow and worrying. Uh, Jack's gone for I love Ledley lots. I imagine that's because of his magnificent beard. Um, Daly has gone for good positions, poor decisions. That's quite creative. Uh, Crystal Palace just has gone for four, four words, not enough. Uh, Anna's pretty much summed up a lot of the angst with why such late subs. Um, Daniel Stone has gone for championship, here we come. Uh, Colin has also gone for leaving subs too late. Gail needs to start from Jack Bisland. Uh, Lynn L has gone for hope we can improve. Hmm. Um, Mark Cole went for wouldn't happen with Pulis. 
I guess that's the that's the contentious point. Um, like I say, I thought we played better under Warnock against Man United than we did Tony Pulis. But it was, I suppose it was a different Man United side, but it was the one that was under David Moyes. So, uh, I don't know. What do you reckon? Hmm. Uh, Cole Mortimer has gone for Warnock needs to improve. Mark Cole there for the taking. Uh, Laura Guest coach trip was long. I'd heard this, the eight-hour journey, unfortunately. Tony Pierce starting to be worried. Um, David's gone for Warnock make a change. And let's say last one, Domenico De Prospo has gone for can't keep the ball. Um, any arguments there? I don't. I think can't keep the ball is probably the the interesting one, considering we kept the ball quite a lot against. Um, against Sunderland I think we actually had more possession than they did and lost the game 3-1 I'm not sure keeping the ball actually seems to suit us to be honest um, I don't know it's, it's so so tricky but anyway thanks thanks for all of those really appreciate your contact um, going back to the Man United goal then chaps should Speroni do better now I've seen him do better with chances like that before it has to be said um, he's made some incredible saves and and there's been chances you know, quite similar to that, where where he's done better, and the chance itself, although it's taken a little nick, it hasn't changed direction too much, and the ball sort of goes through his hands. Um, it's not an easy save. Let that let that be said. Like it is not an easy save at all. But um, I think if he had another couple of well, another two goes, it it'd, it'd probably save both of them. To be honest. Mm. It made a really good save from uh, Luke Shaw. Uh, you know, earlier in the game. When Shaw managed to walk past the entire yeah, Palace really side. Yeah, really good save. Yeah. Um, and that the was entire not, side. Yeah, it was. It was just embarrassing, really. Uh, but, yeah, that's a, that's a terrific save. So you kind of don't want to blame him for that. And as I said, Delaney's got got, got his head on it. And it's, uh, you know. Mm. Lee Bowman says that Spironi should have done better for the goal. But to be honest, you know, he lays no blame with him whatsoever because the goal was always coming. Um, yeah, DJ Shaw says... You shouldn't be beating at the post, full stop, at the near post, full stop. Yeah. Well, near post, it wasn't it? Near post, was it? It's 25 yards. Mm. Yeah, I think the ball went in to the near post side. But yeah, I know Yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, it's, you know, it's a long range shot. It was hit pretty hard. And like I said, Delaney's got his head to it um, to, try and, to try and deflect it away. You can actually see Delaney's reaction was more angst than, than, than Speroni in a way because I think Speroni's probably got it covered if he doesn't. Doesn't make that intervention, that's, but that's as a defender, I, as a defender, you got to do it. Sorry, Nick. Well, that's that's, that's what I've, I've looked at. Looked at it in the slow mo from behind the goal, and if if you look at it, it actually after it hits Delaney's head, it hits Jules' fingers, and I think had it not taken that slight deflection, it would have hit him in the palm of his hands, and it therefore made a stronger contact. So I, I think had it not, you know, my personal thing is, had he not got a deflection, he would saved it because he was behind it. He dived at the right time. You know, he got his he got his hand to it, but I just think it was that slightly. You know, even if it's just six inches, that deflection, six inches takes it from the you know from from the end of his fingers into the palm of his hand. It's a stronger, stronger palm off and, and a save, I think. It's those it's those margins it's that we're being punished by, though. At the moment, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. I mean, that that's where all this frustration comes from. We just we're. We're having one of those runs. I think Warnock said almost those exact words after the game. He said we're in, you know, having one of those, you know, runs where where it's not quite falling for us. Um, yeah, the trouble can't... is, you've you've got to make it change yourself, haven't you? That's the thing. Yeah, you do. I mean, our penalties have to be like the Williams tackle yesterday to get a penalty at the moment. Yeah, I and mean, they're just they're just a joke. By the way, I just got to, if, if we're going to has anybody from the club made a or, or a, a, a approached the referees 
because you know in the Premier League you can approach the referees and, and ask for explanations on decisions and stuff. As have we done as a club? Have we done that? I'm saying. Certainly nothing's been reported that we've done that, but you'd think we would. Can we um, do that on behalf of the club? I don't, I don't think so. Have, have you done know if you've ever written to the FA about a referee? Uh, no, I tweeted them once, but I called I, them a bunch of wankers, and they didn't, <laughs> yeah. they didn't answer me. Yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> I, I actually have, like, a long, long time ago, when, you know, when I was naive enough to think that they would uh, they would actually care. Um, I can't even remember the game now, but it was... It was one of those games where you just looked at it and you thought, "This ref has actually got it in for us. He really has." Um, and you, you know, and, and pretty much every single neutral thought the same thing, as well as every single Palace fan. And you kind of thought, "Well, okay, fine. Let's let's just say, look, I, think I can't remember the context. The context was something like, you 'You've got to have a look at this ref. You've got to. Uh, what, what did the assessor say about that game? Did the assessor think that he did a good job? All that sort of stuff. I asked all those questions, and the reply I got was, uh, "Dear person." Um, we get lots and lots of contact from football <laughs> fans about referees and we cannot possibly answer it all. Bye. Standard letter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dear person. It doesn't say dear person. I was being sarcastic. But... <laughs> 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 you know? Did it say dear Chris? I don't know. I can't remember to be honest. I did, yeah, it, it would have said where, it would have said dear Mr. Hamling or whatever. But yeah, it was effectively like dear person. So you're better off writing to the lead singer of Echo and the Bunnyman then, really, aren't you? Give <laughs> Mr. Echo. Right, help me out. That's why, is, why is that a joke? <laughs> it's a joke from 25 years ago, don't worry. I need help, someone. <laughs> if uh, those of you listening at home, if you understood Nick's joke, do write in. You can tweet us at HOL Radio. <laughs> you can email us at horadio.net forward slash contact. Or you can ask, tell Nick in the chat room, he'd be delighted. It's horadio.net forward slash chat. Anyway, um, with Neil Warnock, let's go back and have another little chat about Warnock. Um, I want to know after after this what you guys, whether you guys actually want him replaced or how you're actually feeling about it. Um, but my question is, are people just looking to blame him? Just looking to blame him for what's happening at the moment? You know, before almost before things have even happened. Because I mean, to give you an example of what I'm talking about. Um, when the when the goal went in, someone tweeted, "Warnock is at, is at fault for the defenders not closing one matter." So, how is Neil Warnock at fault for the defenders not closing him down? Um, did, well, Neil, did, did, did Neil Warnock say, right, defensive, Matter gets the ball on the edge of the area, do not under any circumstances close him down. Just try and get a deflection on the shot that goes past Jules and we concede. I don't think he did, did he? Um, so, is there is there this... Have we got this blame culture at the moment? Well, is, it, is every little thing being linked back to Neil Warnock? No, but you can't blame it on that one instance. Just like last uh, Monday, we, we, we said, OK, we should have had the penalty against Sunderland, but there was another 89 minutes in the game. He's, I like Warnock. I said the other day I like Warnock, but he's a one-trick pony. He's, he's got no plan B. We've said before there is no plan B. There's no, is there a plan A? Well, there's a couple of people that actually think he's just pony. <laughs> Sorry. There is that. Poor. There is poor. Captured Nick having a cup of tea then. <laughs> <laughs> or some, I captured Chris. Um, I'll, I'll just... Look, CPFC gifts, is, and I've, I've almost uh, want to agree with him. I, I, I don't think he's... I think he's tactically inept. And that's a really sad thing to say. But this is a huge step up, up against week in, week out, playing against virtual world-class players. Well, they are world-class because most of them don't play for England. So they would be world class. So I, I just, I just don't think you know whoever's whoever's sitting next to him, not very, just not very good. 
Um, okay, right. Let's 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 sort of go through the. Well, okay, Ben, do you want to? Do you want someone? Do you want action now? Do you want Neil Warnock uh, said cheers for helping us out, Neil? It's not really working. Let's get someone else in. For the moment, we'll suspend the idea that you have to try and think of who else can come in. But so just let's just go. Is is it time to say bye to Neil Warnock? Absolutely not. When has that worked in in management for any team to? You know, go manager, 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 manager. It just doesn't. You have to try and find a period of stability. And we haven't had Neil Warnock long enough for him to settle down properly and mark his style on the team. Um, You're right. You seem to have slowed down there, did you? Yeah, no, because I was thinking, what is his style and do we want it on our team? <laughs> but um, that was meant to stay in my head. Worked well, last uh, year with, 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 uh, with Pulis, didn't it? Yeah, so you, I mean, even yeah. even if Pulis is not the right man long term, you have to give him longer than you know a couple of months to to properly you know, give him a chance. Um, okay, uh, but, the pe- but, but the people he's bought in, Kevin Doyle, he, he's had he's had the chance to get players in. Kevin Doyle and AJ, what what's that about? Um, well, I tell you what, that smacks of that smacks of not. <sighs> You think the situation we had where we lost our manager before the start of the season and then not just that, we lost our entire football structure, didn't we, in terms of transfers and scouting, that all went to pot because of the whole Pulis situation. So Neil Warnock came in and had about 48 hours, I think, to sanction deals that had already sort of, you know, some work had already been done on them and he had to say whether he wanted those players or not. Uh, He did, he was quoted as saying he gave his own ideas of who we should bring in. I think one of those was Kevin Doyle. Um, but Kevin Doyle was because we know, well, we're told because Glenn Murray uh, had that interest from Reading and decided he wanted to go and play regular football. So we, we brought someone in to replace him in the 25 because we needed to get a striker in. But I, I completely agree that if you're making choices to say we want to replace, so we said at the time, you want to replace Glenn Murray with Kevin Doyle, I wouldn't want that change. If you want to uh, bring AJ, and I thought it was great great to see a club legend back at the club and it was a nice little bit of romanticism but we're now we're in a position where you know potentially we're talking about I'm not sure whether the Gale is going out on loan I'm not sure I believe it but let's just say he is and let's just say you know we well Campbell picked up a bit of a knock are we in a position where we're actually going to see AJ is he you know is he up to premiership stand, Premier League standard when can I don't we get Murray back <laughs> January if he, wants, if he wants to come back is January so um, but whether or not that will happen or not, or you've, at that point you're going to, you maybe hope we're going to go out uh, after another striker as well. And I think there was a report in the press that we're going to try and get, you know, strengthen the spine, get another midfielder, get another centre back, get another striker. That Kelly um, bloke. Say again. The Zoe captain. I've I've heard about. I can't remember his name now. Oh no, who can I? But yes, him. <laughs> was it Ledley? No, but he knows Ledley. Um, Lee Bowman's come up with an interesting point in the chat room. Whole he's been, he knows yeah. everything, doesn't he, Lee Bowman? And, uh, he's not, on it. <laughs> he's, he's not suggesting for one minute that Neil Warnock isn't committed. But there's the aspect that Warnock is here and knows he's here on a short term. On a short term, he knows he could retire tomorrow back to Cornwall. And there's that kind of psychological impact that you know, is it's a it's a temporary job. 
No, it wasn't. It's not that temporary because I remember Parish turning around saying that he wanted Walnut to come in for a couple of years to stabilise the club and then let someone else take over. He said a couple of years. We go back to all the interviews we've ever done with him, mm. and I'm telling you now that's exactly what he said. That, well, that he expected him to be here for a couple of years to stabilise our club and then you, and then get have, someone else in. I think you have to say that though, don't you? I think I think you, you get, we gave him a couple of years contract. Um, I think I think they'll possibly be some sort of release clause and I think there's obviously a, a position to you know he, he part of his responsibility is getting the next man in um, I don't know I just I just don't know Nick do you do you want to see Neil Warren replaced oh, I, 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 I like him but I just don't think he's he's got the tools in his toolbox to 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 change games halfway through Booted Eagle has said that you know, let's let's see up till the Villa game in early December. That's going to be if we don't pick up results in games like that, then it, it's time. And I've just seen a, a, a tweet from Brendan O'Donovan. Brendan tweets, um, who's just said exactly what I thought. And then, is it time to bring somebody like Popovich in because he's doing well in Australia? I know it's a different kettle of fish there, but it's it'd be kind of do we wait till we get to shit or bust time, or do we give somebody somebody time to come in? You can't pop. You can't have Popovich on the on the thing that he's won some Asian Europe uh, Asian Cup or whatever. You can't bring him on, in on that. I know he's a, a Palace player, and everyone else is going, "Yeah, he's a legend." He ain't that much of a legend. I mean, it, but he's, and what he's done, he might have done well over there. But you've got to think that the, the, the standard of football in Australia is is people that have finished in this country that couldn't make it in this country, even in a championship, and gone over there and nicking twenty grand a week. It's a. It just goes to show you. It's such a difficult thing. To you've got to get someone in who's going to play a, the philosophy that will work with the players that you've got. That will also be progressive and change you and make you more uh, competitive and make you you know more suited to top level football. Because we've been you know fighting to get back there for so long. Now we're there and we stayed there a season and you can see the expectations risen. The club is sort of. You know, it's it's geared up to sort of to go on to that next level, but actually making that step is so so difficult, and finding the right person to take you there is, you know, it's a big ask. If you ask me, you know, who who can we get in? I'm really struggling. I really am. But you know, you're telling me Nick that, that Warnock's getting absolutely slated in the chat room. I've asked, if I sum up, uh, we got an email in from Trev. And this is kind of sums up the, the frustration with Neil Warnock. And he said that we missed a great opportunity to have a go at Man United yesterday. We were so weak at the back, as the Campbell chance showed. The tactics don't seem to change game by game, and or, and we've just got a lonely striker up front. We can't play build-up football with our current personnel. Our link-up play is poor. Really feel for Canberra who works so hard, but is isolated. Until this changes, I don't see us getting enough points to survive. And that, for me, that sums up what people's views are on, on, on why we're struggling. And it's that the system that we've got does not change. We have it's not. It's that plan A doesn't work anymore because everyone knows what we're going to do. And part of that goes back to last season because we weren't playing that differently, and people know what to expect from us now, and they know the players that we've got and their strengths and weaknesses. Joe, you talked about it before. You're absolutely right about everyone's worked out how to play, get around Jedinak. You know, he's an absolute colossus if you try and play through him and try, try and play over him. But you play around him, it, it's a different story. So that's what we're we're trying to deal with now, and. I think, in a way, we 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 are searching for we're searching for a way of playing. We're searching for that different uh, perspective. And is Neil Warnock in his position in life and his experience? Is he the man to to help us search 
for a new way of, of playing, a new way of being effective at this level. And I, and I can understand why people don't think that he is. But I'm with Ben at the moment in that I, don't, I think that an immediate change is not, it's not going to help. And the reason I think that is more that I don't know who the hell w- who would be available to come in. But I think if we are going to make it, <laughs> I think if we are going to make a change this season, though, if we are going to do that, we're going to say that okay, this ain't working. Uh, you've got to do it before January, haven't you? You've got to do it before the window. So it's it's a tough one. It really is. Um, I don't know who else. Nick, did you want to take uh, talk about anything that was in the chat room? Um, just Lee Bowman saying the Premier League again. And <laughs> the Premier League is a whole different thing to the Australian League, as Gerald said. Maybe Derry one day would be good, but we need to stay clear of this ex-play uh, connection. Um, Shifty97 says, give Warner time, but he is um, not very good. Robert <laughs> C, he's going to be amazed if Warnock's here at Christmas. And Weeb seems to think, um, oh, sorry, Coastway Eagle said, Warnock will be lucky to last one year, let alone two at this rate. Kazatsky, uh, um, a couple of years under Colin, will be stabilised in the lower bit of the championship. Um, I'm going to get Lee Bowman his own jingle for next week. <laughs> uh, sorry, the week after we're not around next well, week. Well, like you got um, Joe Ward one. Yeah, that was it. Wait, Lee. Um, <laughs> 1997, you might get one. <laughs> All right. The hell? Just because you want to sing. Uh, anyway, um, just a couple of tweets we've come in that have come in. Um, uh, blah 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 blah. <laughs> Colin, as uh, Colin Groom has said, uh, Warnock's not perfect. The players should shoulder some of the blame too. After all, they're the ones on the pitch, and that's right. Like I said before, I think some players are very much underperforming as much as they perhaps overperformed last season. But they are better than they're showing at the moment. I still, I still am of the belief that part of that has to do with, you know, the manager's it's the manager's responsibility to to address that situation. And we do have people chomping at the bit to get in the side. I think now's probably the time to start making some changes. And if I was uh, Neil Warnock's position, I'd look to do that, certainly. Um, Brendan O'Donovan says, time to bring Popovich in. If he keeps up, keeps up great. If not, the Premiership experience will help with promotion next year. Uh, Bob the Eagle says, thing is, just sacking Warnock is stupid without a better replacement available, and I can't think of anyone available who would do it. There you go, that's exactly where I'm stuck. Um, Jack's gone for Warnock out, Popovich in. Colin Roberts has gone, um, no, that's about Dwight Gale, I believe. If so, uh, if he's going, don't blame him. He plays, he scores. What more can he do to get a game? Um, now, Brendan O'Donovan just asking what has Warnock done. Uh, Bob the Eagle said, uh, no more ex-players as manager. That always goes badly for us. And Rickers is saying, uh, scapegoat needed, apply within. So very much along the lines of uh, suggesting that Neil Warnock is becoming a scapegoat for the recent struggle in form. Uh, Crystal Palace GIFs is talking about we're needing to change the system. And I shall retweet their comments. If you head onto Twitter now, you'll see what that is. It must be, it sounds like it's a secret, it isn't it? Just I can't really read what a link is. So, yeah. Hmm, there you go. Uh, last little bit from me, really. Um, Asmara and Shamak effective under in Neil Warnock's team as he was under Pulis? It doesn't feel like it to me. Uh, he felt like an absolute key player for us. And at the moment, it's almost like he's drifting through games, occasionally getting involved. And, he, you know, he was tackling back brilliantly yesterday. He made some made a, a clearance almost from off the line in the first half you know got involved excellently but just just not being used in the you know in the areas I think he should be used in Joe? Has there ever been a game where there's been two Marouans on the pitch at the same time? <laughs> That's a good question. Fellaini and Al Shamak mm, I'm just there you go. Uh, oh, I'll just Is that, is that it? 
that your point? That was it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ben, what do you think? <laughs> well, I don't know what's changed, to be honest, because you know, the system imp- hasn't particularly changed. I mean, the formation's sort of the same. And, and, you know, he's not playing a different position. I don't know what could have changed so drastically. So, um, no is the answer to... <coughs> what? Hang on. I think no is the answer. It depends how you worded the question, I suppose. Well, um, the, question, the question, yeah, the question was, is he as effective? So, you're right, you're saying that that okay, is not yes, effective. Okay, yes, I'm going to stick with no. Final answer, Chris. Final answer. Okay, no expanding. That works saying Chris as well, because you are actually called Chris, and it's Chris Tarrant. Anyway. Thanks. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for helping out there. Unbelievable. I feel like I gave more input than Joe did. Yeah, you did, yeah. Joe just had a comment about two people with the same name. Yeah. I said, you at least answered the question in a clip, sort of very short way, but you answered it. In a journalistic way. Yeah, he's like that now. I think we should have a go at Ben. Not only does he not show up for whole radio for weeks on end, now he's got all journalists on us and keeping secrets. I don't like it, working for lizard people at the Daily Mail. He doesn't give us any any secrets, does he? He doesn't yeah, slide us any secret, any info. No, not yeah. even any secret info that we might be able to tease go. tease the viewers with. But you know, do, do you hear him, Joe? I don't know any secrets, but his voice cracked when he said it. It means he knows secrets. I heard it. No comment. See, no comment. Brilliant. Do you think, do you think he's lying? I do. Yeah, I think mm, it's, me too. I think he has lied. I think. Anyway, I, I, I've, I've said five times in our chat that I want the, uh, three five two. I, I, if, if we're going to have Balassi, and, and, and listen, the commentary I was listening to yesterday as well was that Balassi spent a fair amount of time at left back or playing next to the left back, and then when the ball was kicked out, there was no one to kick it to, or not kicked out to the left, he wasn't there. So, if, if he's if he's going to have to come back uh, um, as like a wing back, I don't know why we don't play three five two, and Ward has got a great engine and stick him in the middle, stick him in the middle with Ledley. You know, um, whoever Ledley and Jedinak, whoever whoever's you know the manager choose, I just think we we do all right with Ward in the middle as well. Yeah, um, we're getting overrun, aren't we? Our midfield is just completely and utterly overrun, even by mediocre Sunderland. It's it's odd to say that though, isn't it? It's odd to see that. I mean, okay, we had we had a midfield too, didn't we? When we've gone we've gone away from McJedley, and we've gone back to to having you know. The two in there, it was Jednak and, and Ledley against uh, Sunderland with Shamak ahead of them. And it kind of goes back to exactly what I'm saying in that Shamak is is capable of of having an effect and getting, you know, he can, he's good in the air, um, he, you know, and he's puts his foot in, but he's not he's not a player who can sit in and play central defensive midfield when we're under the cosh. Um, he needs to be more involved up top and he needs to be closer to that forward uh, and, and also the wide players and the wide players have got to tuck in and when they're getting back are getting forced back into like you say into the left back and right back positions double, you know, because we've got overlapping full backs against us and, and bear in mind Neil Warnock is a, is a man who does not want his full backs to overlap and we've, I think we've noticed that uh, as much as anything and I know Pulis was actually quite similar didn't really encourage too much uh, forward play from the right and left back but certainly more than Warnock does um, let, but let's face it, we we did look more compact, and I think that's a lot of the reason. Yannick hasn't sort of been stuck in left back for for most of the season. It was just against Man United, and it was you know, and it was because we decided that we needed to be more solid. We needed to cons- go back to basics. Everyone said it after the Sunderland. Let's go back. Let's go back to basics. Let's get ourselves harder to beat. And I think we did that. I just think the, the fact that we did it 
in the way that we did it and we could have grabbed a you know could have grabbed a goal and Man United aren't the same Man United that they used to be all those things all that frustration all came to a head and I think it's been written off as a poor performance and I still I still maintain that was not a poor performance at all and the back sorry the back to basics thing we were on about was our left our left sided players on the left side and our right sided players on the right side our left back at right back and then the left back we've got put him back at left back that's what we were asking for. Yeah, yeah. As in players that can play in a position that they were bought, they've trained for, and 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 while they're in the club, and uh, it's, it's really strange. You come to the Palace, if you're a right back, you end up left back. It's really strange. And then the good right backs, the, the good the good left backs we have, we keep, we get rid of them. Oh, just... Brendan O'Donovan said to stick Ledley at left back, Ward at right back, Bannon central midfield. But those are the sort of things that um, you know people people can come up with. And obviously Ledley has played left back; he's played left back for us. But I don't, I don't know. I think, I think Joe, you're right in pinpointing the midfield at the moment. I really do. I think that's what's got to change. Um, whether or not Ledley and MacArthur are maybe two similar players um, to to really give us the sort of variety. But I think fully fit MacArthur. Jedinak and uh, and Ledley, I think all all in good form is a very very strong midfield, and that's how we felt when we you know stuffed Leicester, and that's how we felt when we you know we were on a decent run under Neil Warnock. It's not that long ago, um, and we've got to get that. And it's almost like we need a little some little catalyst to just knock a little bit of confidence back into the team. And I think we'll see that again, Nick. That was exactly what I was going to say. All we need is is confidence, and confidence and psychology is is the key, isn't it? We need, I mean, we need one result and. Or, or maybe two results just to get our mojo back. But the thing is, the Premier the Premier League is a is a cruel mistress, and you just don't get that time. QPR looking like they're they're starting to get it together. If it wasn't for the fact that biased referees didn't give Man City offside yesterday, allegedly, um, before he gets sued for that. But you know they're 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 getting better. Sunderland are, are beginning to claw results now. So Burnley won. <laughs> Burnley won. And yeah. But yeah, did all right skies, yeah. But it's we, we're we're saying, look, do we need to change it? Do we do we change our manager before we're too deep in the mire? Does changing our manager mean that we're going to be even further in the mire? I mean, thank goodness I'm not a football chairman. That's all I can say. Who do we change it to, by the way? Who, who the, do people actually want? What's out there at the moment? Who do we want? I can't possibly say. The only suggestions we seem to have got um, on Twitter have been for Popovich. Um, and I can only assume that that's if if people are saying that because they've got knowledge of how Popovich's teams play, um, of how the opposition he's up and up against. From what I understand, his team being a newly formed team and going out and going and winning. Uh, I don't know if they won that Asian Cup or got to the final or whatever they did, but basically they were playing against teams that were far in advance of them in terms of playing budgets and ability on the pitch, and they did it through organisation and being hard to beat and. You know he's achieved an awful lot of success for that, and we've got himself a really good reputation over there. That's you know that's what I've read about about it. But with but, all due respect, when he's Australia, you know Robbie Fowler was playing out there up until a little while ago. Mm. You, could, you so, know, yeah, I don't. Yeah, monster I just, has been's exactly. And I just don't. I just don't know enough about it, frankly. So um, <laughs> Nick saying Dougie's looking for work. Um, Do you think a foreigner could, could come in and 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 install some? Well, look. Different we, ways, different we, thinking. We very much considered uh, Karanka, who went to to um, to Middlesbrough, and is doing all right there. He's done a pretty good job in rebuilding them. 
Um, but we, I think Parrish at the time made the choice that, that Tony Pulis was the man because of Premier League experience and because of the position that we're in. And let's face it, we're in that exact same position. And if if it wasn't for the fact that we'd have the, the you've got the history with Pulis and the fact that you know he he was at the club and now he's gone and things, that would be the man you'd target out of work, wouldn't it? But he's not available for us. Um, so you've got to look around, and if there is no one better who's going to suit the team, and the, you know, then if you've got to kind of go with what you've got in some ways. Um, but you've got to see an improvement. That's the only thing. Um, we, we can't go. De- you know, if we're going to get relegated, let's get re- You know, let's give a let's have a fight because at the moment the team look really down, and they look and the fans are a bit down, and it's not going to help. You know, and it disappoints me a little bit in that. We've seen our fan base, us included, I'm not slagging anyone off, but we've seen ourselves, at the games we're still singing support and all that sort of stuff, there's, there's no change in that. But generally we've we've got ourselves into a position where we're, we're starting to sound a little bit spoiled, you know, in my opinion. And I, I might, you know, by all means slag me off, I don't, I don't mind, I'd probably deserve it, but I just think that... All right then, you fat saucer. Oh, yeah, cheers pal. Oh, sorry. The, the, the irony of you using that anyway anyway <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> but I'm just saying um, I just I think we've got to just appreciate where we came from still uh, people hate it when I say that but you know we, we had this you know it's the togetherness wasn't just about the team it was about the fans and the team and the board and all those things all together and there just seems to be this desire to kind of throw that all away at the moment and it's a little bit frustrating that probably frustrates me more than what I'm seeing out on the pitch that's my opinion um, by all means have your say chaps and then I think we better let people go oh, I'll have, I'll have uh, you just mentioned about the board um, seems to have taken a little bit of a step back away from away from our questions and away from Twitter away from whole radio and you know it's, well, we've, we've uh, it's all been a little bit yeah, we haven't asked. To be fair, we haven't asked anyone to be on for a while. I think you know maybe we'll do that. Can we? Um, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll. Um, yeah, we'll see what's coming up in the next uh, few weeks. But say we've just not asked. But there's certainly there's been a step away from the the BBS, and I think there was a couple of comments on the BBS, a couple of comments on the Homesdale of late about something very specific, which might have been the um, might have been a ground related thing. But other than that, yeah, they've, there's been a step back. And, you know, obviously we've got the takeover rumours as well. There's been no new developments on that other than, you know, the comment that was made in the, the programme that made it pretty clear that some sort of talks had gone on. But, you know, I think there's still, I think the current board is still planning for the future as they should be from, from what Steve Parrish has been saying in the, uh, in the sun this week. I mean, going back to that, I think I'll just end on that really. Um, you know, he, he, he talked about, uh, this was the comment that really sort of um, struck me, talking about um, Tony Pulis and saying that, uh, but the way people like me, as in like Steve Parrish saying this, so the way people like Steve Parrish see football's heading with directors of football and different way of doing things might not have been Pulis's thing. It doesn't mean he believes we should take player recruitment out of the hands of the manager. He should still have, be a large part of the process. Um, but he said fixating on buying a single player often meant overpaying. And he wants players like the ones we have, old-fashioned players who care about the club. Uh, and he said the most important attribute for a chairman was a willingness to say no, which obviously we've heard him say ourselves. So I think all of that in relation to Pulis leaving shows you that um, it was more about the environment that um, Pulis was working in that he didn't agree with. Um, I think that's probably a fair comment to say. Um, but the idea of, again, you're not talk- we're talking about not overpaying and we're talking about having a certain type of player in the club. Um, is that, I don't know, is that realistic? 
to if you want to stay in the Premier League? What do you think, uh, Nick? Uh, he's, he's looking at Southampton and Swansea. Did you just say that? And and that, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. That is, yeah. It wasn't when that's the template that that he thinks is the way forward. And and football is changing, and he wants to be up there, up there with it at the forefront of it. Yeah, and he's he's understandable, isn't it? You know, to yeah. take that attitude as a chairman of the club that we, you know, that we are. Um, we've moved on an incredible amount, uh, in a very decent financial position because of where we are. But you don't throw that all away on a gamble because you've seen so many teams fail. So looking at Swansea and looking at Southampton, looking at those teams, trying to mimic them and trying to do what they do does does make an awful lot of sense in this position. Mind you, Southampton have got their billionaire owner. But... <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> well, they did so- have. Coming, coming back to Popovich, uh, Paul, uh, who's at the World C on Twitter, has said, um, if you look at it this way, uh, Popovich's side winning the Asian Champions League is like Mirabor or Maribor winning the Champions League in Europe. Sorry, yeah, that's a fair yeah. point. Cheers for that, Paul. Um, I, the interesting thing is we did make, uh, according to Popovich, I think, or according to his agent maybe, I did read something in the press about it, we did actually make contact with him as to whether or not he wanted a conversation um, about coming into the club when we went before we got Warnock in, you know, when we were looking at managers, and so uh, and he, um, the 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 answer was that he at the time he was happy where he was learning his trade kind of thing, I believe. Um, but I think he's very, you know, for all the talk, I think he's probably very much on the radar, um, and I think his work um, assisting Dougie didn't go amiss. And it's, I don't think it's any coincidence that while Popovich was here, we were a stronger side. Um, than, than when he left and, and sort of Dougie got left on his own. But, you know, I, I certainly think he's he's, he's on the cards, but I, in, in a way, it's kind of who else is. And I don't well, that, well, if that is, I mean, if that is true, what, what, uh, what Paul's turned around and said, you know, that mm-hmm. it, it equates to Maribor winning the Champions League, then that is a, you know, I'll say I, I confess to knowing very little, only that everything I've ever seen over there and been and seen games myself. It's just not a very good standard, but if that is, you know, it's obviously come on since I was last took any notice of it, and if that is true, then, he's, then it's an immense effort. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, he's done it through, as I understand, through being very, very hard to beat and compact and maybe all those sorts of things that we saw uh, Dougie building that side that eventually started, you know, got some good results before before we went and uh, things went the way they went. But can't live in the past and all that sort of stuff. If he's gonna, if Popovich is available and, want, and the board think he's the right choice, then then great. But at the moment, Neil Warnock's in charge. Um, he's got a little bit of a break now till we play Liverpool. Um, and we're taking a little bit of a break until we play Liverpool as well. Seamless, that was, until I pointed it out. <laughs> I'm going to France, so I'm having a break anyway. Hey, Give me some wine and some cheese, please, mate. No, I'm just going fishing. Yeah, but you can get wine and cheese and fish. Yeah, I could do. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, we'll be back in, in two weeks' time where we'll be back in our studio. In fact, before we go, Ben, you've got a, a little plug, I believe. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I have. I don't know. Should we call it a plug or should we just say Ben wants to tell you about something? All right, Ben wants to tell you about something. Not a plug. Um, Not a plug. Ben has got a little plug I've heard though, but I think. <laughs> Alright, very good. <laughs> uh, that'll be on the next intro. <laughs> uh, the under 18s are very good. Better than the first team, in fact. Um, so m- let's start them against Liverpool. Um, was that what it was? No, that's sorry. Getting... No, that's not what it was. Uh, the under 18s uh, played Real Madrid and Juventus in the tournament the other week and did very, very well. 
so well, in fact, that Juventus invited them over to Turin for a game, which is uh, very impressive. And uh, Matt Williams got a report on FYP. So if you're interested in the youth football at Palace and, and the players coming through, then go and have a little look. Brilliant. Okay, thanks. So, yeah, I'll check that out myself as well. And, um, yeah, one last little thing as well. There's a Twitter account now called uh, at Eagles Element. It's a new thing that we've we've got involved with. It's going to be a new website fairly shortly. Um, we're involved that with Palace Stats as well. Give it a follow on, on Twitter and you'll find out more soon. It'll be uh, various different written bits and pieces. And it's mainly for the, the youngsters at Whole Radio, like like Ben and Alex and people like that. And it's all about you know young people making blogs. But we'll also be inviting others to contribute blogs for the site. So uh, have a look at Eagles Element and, uh, and you'll find out more there. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.